Hello. Welcome to the Chesa Pod. With me, I've got Lala Hiriyama. Yo, it's so cool to be here, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uya's Umzanzi Celebville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the Chisa Pod. You know, it's been a very long year. Mm. It's only March. Only March. Doesn't it feel like it's been... I feel the same way. But also, like, at the same time, it also feels like like it's gone so fast. Yes. It was Christmas yesterday. (laughs) Then it was, like, literally 15 minutes ago, it was January. Yeah. But it also feels like, can we have a holiday already? Mm. Like, I don't understand. Is this what happens when you get older? I guess so. (laughs) Adulting, as they call it. So, Lala, tell Mm -hmm. me, what is... What are you doing? What am I doing? What are you currently doing? I am busy... Doing things, keeping myself out of trouble, number one. Hmm. Very grateful. What kind of trouble? Well, you see now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, listen. So I, I'm still TV presenting. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I have been blessed with a career that spans over about 16, 17 years now. How? How, I, did, you, how did you manage that? I, you know what? By the grace of God, hmm. to be honest. A little, a little bit of hard work and tenacity and some thick skin and some big ass balls. Yeah. <laughs> but it means that you're that good. Listen, I don't know about that. But like I said, I think it's it's got a lot to do with, you know, praises to the most high, mm. him keeping me in the game. But also just being really focused. I think you got to make some really good decisions. Being in the industry, it's very easy to not make good decisions. Mm, mm. So, you know, I, I can't ignore the fact that I was very lucky in that sense. Mm. But going back to the question, uh, so still TV presenting, massive music every Friday mm. night. Yeah, we see you. On and your long legs. Magic. Sexy legs. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then, you know, every once in a while I'm home ground mm. uh, with my fave, Mini Glamini mm. and yes. Longstar. Yes. And then also part of the Supersport Rugby Department. Um, I was really excited to have gone to the uh, Rugby World Cup in Japan and spent two months at home mm. while our boys... How was it then? Oh, man, let me tell you, that was spectacular. Mm. There's no real words or ways in which I could really describe what it felt like, especially during that time to be there. And it was just a culmination of my two cultures and, and countries coming together. It was just it was just perfect, yeah. you know, being half Japanese, half South African, seeing Japan embrace South Africa, mm. Japan, you know, really supporting South Africa... Mm. And then South Africa winning, and then it was in Yokohama, which is basically where I was born, and it was just like all of this stuff all at the same time. And you and the trophy came back, the trophy, like exactly right, yeah. Um, And it was yeah, it was just quite something spectacular. Uh, Also, I've got a project in the pipeline that I can't really talk about. Mm, But I hate it when you guys say that. Every time I've got I've got a celebrity, and you guys tell us about the projects you can't even talk about. A lot of the time, there's so much red tape in this industry, and until things are you know, ready to come up. But two months from now, you'll know. Hmm. Um, It's been a very challenging uh, project for me. Is it TV-related? It is TV-related, but it's been a... It's been a whirlwind of an experience. Pushed... I mean, I get home every day and I... I'm in a coma. I get home, I get on the couch, and my mom just dotes on me. God bless her. Uh, But it's been a a fantastic experience and one that I've prayed for for a while. curious. Yes. Very, very excited, especially during this time Mm. um, where we are as a society, where women are in this world and and how women are perceived and treated. Mm. And, you know, with all the movements that have happened in the past couple of years, 
Um, I think this is a very, very important, you know, thing that I'm doing. Hmm. And then what else? I have a company. I'm an entrepreneur. Hmm. Um, Businesswoman vibes. Yes. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS, or PCOS. And I decided to turn something that was extremely negative into a positive. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Hmm. So I created a product. Um, with my uncle, who's an integrative medical doctor mm. in Australia. And he is a man that I really look up to. He's a genius when it comes to uh, medicine and mm. the human body. And uh, he's a he's a revered doctor mm. and, you know, lectures all around the world. We decided after he helped me with my condition, mm. um, we decided to put our brains together and create a product which has now helped so so many women, women have lost 30 kilos on this product. Uh, women have fallen pregnant after five failed IVF. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, IVFs. And it's been it's been an incredible experience being on that side, um, helping women, dealing with, um, or speaking to women on a constant basis, obviously, because they want advice. Mm-hmm. Or they, and so chatting to women who have gone through a lot of pain that not many people understand. Mm-hmm. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is something that affects one in five women mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. 70% mm-hmm. of women don't know they have it. Left untreated, it can cause cancer, it can cause type 2 diabetes, it can cause heart disease, and many other very um, sinister um health ailments issues, yeah. and issues yeah. that um, are critical. Yeah. So it's very, very important, I think, to be well-versed or at least understand what this is yeah. because you might know somebody. Yeah. Uh, it could be your mother, your sister, your aunt, your best friend. And it's the most misdiagnosed. What are the symptoms? So the symptoms are um, irregular periods. Okay. Not being able to fall pregnant. It's one of the leading reasons women can't fall pregnant. And women actually only get diagnosed after they try and fail to fall pregnant. Yeah. Um, acne. Some women lose their hair on their head. Some women grow hair in in places that men only grow hair. The chest, uh, the navel, um, the back, the face, the neck. Um, what else? Fatigue, constant fatigue, strange cravings. Uh, What else? What else? Um, Forgetfulness. There's moodiness. There's quite a few other, but there's also the polycystic ovaries. But it's actually now been researched and people have realized that you don't actually have to have the cyst on the ovaries to have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Oh so many people are trying to change the name because it makes you think, oh, you need to have polycystic That's, ovaries. Yeah. Scary enough, men can even have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm. It's obviously not called polycystic, mm. but it's exactly the same thing. Because, where yeah. there is too much testosterone. Yeah. No, uh, for a woman, too much testosterone, um, too much estrogen, not enough progesterone, mm. too many androgens. Mm. So it's all, I mean, it's an endocrine disorder. It's a hormonal disorder. Mm. And you need to go see an endocrinologist. But so, I mean, I've apparently had this since I was a kid. Hmm. And When did you find out? Like, I was 27 when I found out. Ooh. So five years ago. Mm. And it came such a shock. But then also it made a lot of sense. I was mm. never regular on my period I was I always struggled with acne yeah. my weight fluctuated I was really lean then I was a little bit pudgy then I was really lean it was just not normal uh. to be that way uh, and eventually when I was diagnosed I had such a bad flare-up mm. I had to go and check and at that point it was so bad um, the, woman, the the endocrinologist said to me oh my gosh you could actually die from a heart attack right now 
your cholesterol is through the ceiling right. and your you know your estrogen is 700% higher than what is normal huh. i mean i was extremely toxic i was so fatigued i was i was really just kind of falling apart huh. And you were anyway, still presenting at the time. I was still presenting at the time. How you held it together? It was very, very hard. Mm. Emotionally, it was also very difficult because at that time I was training so much. I was gone. I'd gone through like a really emotional time. Mm. Um, I'd gone through a very public breakup. Mm. My just lost my grandmother, who mm. was like my biggest cheerleader. Um, and it was a really emotionally challenging time. I decided to like bury myself in gym and I was going twice a day. I was working out maybe altogether five hours a day. Mm. I was I was just eating extremely healthy, tiny meals. Looking back, it was not healthy. Mm. But at that time, I thought this is what I should mm. be doing. And my body just kind of caved in. Everything fell apart. I then started gaining so much weight, even though I was running 10 kilometers a day. I was doing weights. I was, and I just kind of couldn't control my weight. And then I would wake up in the middle of the night for cravings. I wanted Mickey D's. I wanted mm. sweets. I wanted, I was like, what is going on? I had no libido, mm. like not even interested. Mm. Uh, what else? I completely forget everything. I would have to like MC events. I couldn't remember a single thing. Oh my word. So it was now affecting my work. And yes. I was like on stage going, oh my God, what, what am I? Like, I can't even remember what, what my lines were. I was messing up all the time. It was affecting my paper. I was exhausted, like I was saying. And there's just so many other um, issues, issues yeah. that I was experiencing at that time. And then emotionally, you are, you're just distraught. Mm. You don't know whether you're coming or going. Mm. And it's, people think it's such a, it's not a serious illness. Mm. You go, well, you know, you're you're fine. You look okay. Mm. You're not dying on mm. a bed. So surely, you know, this can't be as serious mm. as you're making it sound mm. like. But the truth of the matter is, it is a very serious issue. Mm. Women, you know, end up then having type two diabetes. Can then part. The, you can then see really, really difficult situations sure. thereafter: heart disease, being heart attacks, being whatever it is. Um, and women have died. Mm. Let's face it, and that's the scary. That's a scary statistic mm. that one in five women have this. So please read up on it, mm. learn about polycystic ovarian syndrome because you could have it, or a friend could have mm. it, or a loved one. And when is this uh, the product coming out? So the product's already been on the market. Okay. Uh, we set up shop about two years ago now, mm -hmm. and like I said, we have had incredible results mm. uh, from women who, like I said, have lost weight, have mm. been who've been able to fall pregnant, who have seen their hair come back, mm. who've seen hair stop growing in weird places, that have become regular with their periods, mm. um, and it's just wonderful to be to be part of something mm. so life changing. Mm. Um, so that's called Life Source, and if you're interested, please go check it out. It's uh, www.lifesource.org.za. Hmm. Um, but so basically you turned something that people might, might view as tragic yeah. into a business venture and well, to help yeah, to help people because yes. at the end of the day um, I went on to I went on to the medical uh, treatment mm. the drugs the gold standard mm. drugs so you researched so I, I, went, I had to go on it because that's what I thought I needed to do and that's what I was told to do so mm. I took all the normal drugs that they you know they, they um, prescribe for you and my condition was just getting worse and worse mm. and worse no this doesn't happen to everyone some people thrive on mm. the gold standard you know drugs mm. but I wasn't one of them so then I decided after putting on like 10 kilos and feeling really really bad and, and hopeless almost 
uh, to then approaching my uncle who then put me on all natural supplements. Mm. The issue was that these were all separate bottles. So I had to take each ingredient separately. Oh. It was costing me 10,000 rand a month. And I was having to import them from America or Australia. It was so expensive. I was seeing great results, but I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I can't carry on doing this. And a lot of women who I then opened up to about Picos was going, oh my God, what are you doing? I want to do the same thing. So I realized, well, I can actually make this a whole lot cheaper for women who are interested in the mm-hmm. natural alternative. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. We, um, we approached an incredible pharmaceutical company who was willing to do natural supplements. And, you know, obviously my uncle being the brains of the outfit decided to put together the formula and Bob's your uncle's changed mm. so many lives. So mm. very proud of that venture. And how are you health-wise? Health-wise, better than... I'm 32, honey, and I'm loving it. Yes. Stronger than I was at 25. <laughs> <laughs> I know we spoke about a very um, hectic topic. Can yeah. we maybe backtrack a bit Let's. on... On presenting. Mm. So you've got a lot of projects um, in the pipelines, right? Right. And the fact that you've been doing this for 16 years. Yeah. Doesn't it become repetitive? Don't Never. you? How do you keep it fresh? Look, I think at the end of the day, being in television means that you get to do things that other people don't actually get to do on a daily basis. Every day is different. Mm. You're on sets, mm. but it's different topics. It's mm. different people. It's, you know, it's not mundane. It's, it's very hard to go from studio or TV and then go into an office. Mm. I worked in an office when I was 18. I worked five jobs when I was 18. I was very proud of it, but it was a very, very, I mean, I had to make ends meet, right? And you don't make much money Mm. when you're 18, Mm. 19. Um, And I realized one day after I got into the office, it was like quarter past eight in the morning. And I remember just pulling up to my desk and looking at the computer. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I just, I can't. Be this person, huh. I, I want to commit full time. And I took away every single possibility um, of a safety net. Mm-hmm. I took it away. I didn't want... I didn't want in what sense? How did in, you in, 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 in the sense that I had no option to fail. I didn't study. I didn't, I didn't want to secure another office job that was going to bring in 4,000 rand a month so I could at least pay my <laughs> bills. I didn't want to... I, I, took, I was like, that is not an option. Yeah. I'm going to make what I want mm. work. Mm. And I'm going to make more money doing it and I'm going to feel liberated and I'm going to love what I do. There's nothing worse than going to work and sitting down and going, oh my gosh, is this my life? I refuse. So like, when, when did you actually start making proper money, decent money? Oh, Seeing gosh. Seeing that you removed all the safety net type of I struggled jobs. for many, many years. You know, people think that being in television, you make money. Yeah. That's the biggest lie. True. It is the biggest lie. Mm. Because... Yeah, sure. Okay, so you get a call. If you've got a weekly show, you get four calls. Mm. Or you, you think you can pay tax, bond or rent, car, clothes, make I mean, it, all that stuff. Mm. Or four calls. Mm. Never. If you do not have a side hustle, you are not going to make it. And a lot of people go, oh, I just need to get into TV and then I'll be fine. No. Crazy, crazy wake up call for you. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. Yeah. And I... At that point, I didn't really know that. But as I was growing in the industry, I realized, okay, I need to supplement my income with X, Y, and Z. Mm. And, you know, you, you MC, you get, you know, social media campaigns. You, I don't know, you, you're then able to rope in Jameson, <laughs> who loves you and makes you a brand ambassador. Um, See what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jameson. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there are. It's not as as glamorous as mm. people who make it look beautiful and glamorous. I mean, kudos to them even more because there is so much that goes behind curating mm. these pretty pictures that are just, to be honest and to be frank, are selling lies. Mm. So seeing that you've left, like, um, you don't want, like, an office-based type of job, mm-hmm. are you happy with so your decision? Happy. So happy. I get to do what I love. Uh, show after you after 16 years? Uh, listen. What challenges did you face? Any challenges? Of course. I mean, come what, across I think any, any, anything that is worth fighting for will always have challenges. Mm, mm. Um, you know, from being a woman in the industry, from being told what to do, what to wear, how to be, how to speak, to ugly trolls on Twitter who have opinions about, oh, but, you know, Lala doesn't have curves or Lala isn't sexy enough or Lala isn't tall enough or Lala isn't whatever, the you know, whatever the flavor of the day is. Mm. To girls in the industry wanting to see you fall mm. and to then spread rumors about you in offices, in, you know, in broadcast or, I mean, there is so much that you have to face on mm. a constant basis that I think... You know, my boyfriend, who's not in the industry at all, will always go, I don't know how you do this. Mm. Because also people make a lot of false promises. you got to have a really thick skin. Mm. Because people will, you know, get you excited. Oh, we're going to do this with you. This is what we're going to do. Here's your contract. Just um, make sure you're happy with it. And then sign it and send it back to us. Mm. You'll never hear from them again. And they're promising you, you know, the world. Sure. That's what I wanted to ask about. Um, Seeing that in the industry, a lot of people are worried about gatekeepers and this person get, getting the most jobs or, or jobs being re, um, repeated or redundant are amongst or bringing new faces or yes, the opening person. up the industry. Do you think that opening up the very, industry is something that this is a very, very is a tough, topic to tricky conversation. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Would you ever want to go to a doctor who's only done two operations? No. No. Right? No. So why would you trust a TV presenter who's only done half a red carpet to then take over and do something really, really big? Because mm. this is the issue. Mm. When you are in television, mm. your experience is your asset. Mm. How many jobs you've done, how many red carpets you've handled, how many live broadcasts you've handled, because you may think it looks easy. When you're handling a red carpet, you're standing there, you've got a director in your ear. The director is then speaking to three, four cameras, right? Mm. You're hearing all the conversations that he's having with four people. He's also talking to you, and there's also a a floor manager. You have at least seven, eight people in your ear. You are also reciting lines, and sometimes you do not have auto cue, so you are now off memory. There are people screaming around you, and you are now having to deliver an incredible link live. Also, all the while trying to look beautiful, mm. make sure that your guest is calm and they know what the, what's going on because they're looking to you yeah. for confirmation. And then you've got to link out of it beautifully and effortlessly. Mm. So when you say open up the industry, yes, okay. Can we get more jobs though? Because mm. if you want new people coming in and being professional and giving you awesome television that is world class, mm. allow them to gain the experience to do so. But if you are changing, if you're changing TV presenters like we're changing waitresses in a restaurant, mm. you're never going to get world class. Okay. You're never allowing them to be good. <laughs> so there is a huge disconnect, I think, with people going, yes, get get more people and but then they're yeah but then they're gonna have five minutes and then 
What's gonna? Yeah. So what do you want? Do you want world class, or do you just want to see pretty new pretty faces all the time? Mm. But you can't have both. Mm. Because unfortunately, this industry, there is not a lot of money. Anybody in this industry, whether you work inside it or next to it, mm. you're going to hear this one big word called budget. Yeah. <laughs> and what's scary is that we don't have, we don't really have union. Mm. So no one's really looked after. There will always be somebody who's willing to do it for less. Mm. Mm. You know, and that's why we, I mean we had this conversation earlier where we were talking about women who fight for what they're worth mm. are then called shallow mm. are then called divas mm. or drama queens but no they're they're fighting for what they're worth mm. Mm. and some women who's who are against opening up the industry not because you know we don't want to give others a chance but give the people who have the chance now to get better mm. Mm. Also, just create more jobs. If you can create a, uh, you know, if you're so easy, if it's so easy to just be on social media and go, oh, open up the industry, why don't you just create a production house mm. and pitch shows and win shows so that you can do that? Like, True. do something about it. Don't just sit at home and say sh nonsense. Mm. Mm. That's deep. Sure, I was quite passionate about that. Excuse me. I was like, no, we really <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. So, want to know, mm -hmm. is Lala in love? Lala is very much in love, but Lala likes to keep very hush about it. Why? But on social media, you do talk about your love life. No. And you I, don't. Have, I have two or three photos with my man. That's huh. it. No one knows anything about him. Who took, who took the infamous um, bathtub uh, him. picture? I, hey. I could see. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was Bay. And, and you know what? It's so great that he supports that. I mean, mm. I had exes in the past go, oh, well, my girlfriend would never. Why, why would she? Why do you? Why, how can you? Can I just Show control you? Yes. You are my property. Yes. My man is so incredible that he stand back, stands back and allows me to be me and express me the, any way and in you know, any way that I want to and holds my hand through all of that. I mean, oh, my goodness, how lucky am I? Mm. Um, I don't want him to feel like. I don't appreciate him, so mm -hmm. I have put him on my social media because I want people to know that I have someone, mm -hmm. you know, that I'm not just running around single. Mm -hmm. But I don't want people that you can't get too close. Yeah. Like he doesn't come to every single event, um, and we don't need, and I don't need to, you know, tweet about him and say such things and post mm -hmm. the things, that, the wonderful things that he does for me because that's nobody's business. But just so that you know, mm -hmm. you know. Um, mm -hmm. Of the market, mm -hmm. just yeah, but so, that, that's as far as it goes. Where did you guys meet? <laughs> now you're asking personal questions. Just, <laughs> just, we we, we met around. We met around. We, we met happened. around, okay. around town. But it was in a nice way, not in a club mm. situation where you know mm. some people meet their. How I actually met my <laughs> ex. <Yeah>. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, in a in a much better environment, yeah. in a more conducive environment to a you know they say you shouldn't meet your partner in a club, even though people have proven this this theory wrong. I, I am aware of this, mm. but they do say that it's probably not the best it's place not. to meet definitely not uh, your humans because so. the intentions are not the same. You go to a club for what? Ah, uh, yeah, you know some other things exactly. You know? So I mean, you don't only go to a club for True. that. But at the end of the day, I don't know. There obviously must have been some kind of market research behind the statement. Mm. So there you go. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, the man and I, we're happy. We're good. And there we go. We One last like personal question. What? Nothing hectic. Okay. What do you love most about him? From my past, knowing what it felt like to be so 
unfree the freedom mm. the f- you know when you i think osho said it really well and i can't quote word for, or, or verbatim but basically if you love a flower let it grow Ooh. if you pick it it's not the flower you fell in love with and that's such a beautiful concept Ooh. i think Ooh. my man does that so well huh. <laughs> i love he's a keeper he's definitely a keeper right and what can we expect from you besides your projects and um, what you have in the pipelines? Mm. Well, I've got a YouTube channel, yo. So please what? do check it out. Yes. Lala Hiroyama or Lala Loves. It's something I've been dreaming about probably since 2007, 2008. And never really had the, can I say balls? Never had the balls to do it and chase it. And I and I did eventually. Um, and it's been such a incredible journey to to own your own content. I think this is such a different space and time that we're in. And now everyone is, we're kind of moving away from consuming content to creating content. Mm, mm. Everybody wants to know how to be, you know, great on Instagram and how to create um, YouTube videos or IGTV or, you know, whatever the mm. case is. And it's you can definitely see it uh, more prominently now than ever. It's really nice to own mm. your own stuff, not work for a company mm. or broadcast or have to have it pr- pr- approved by a commissioning editor or a, it's yours. Mm. Mm. It's your power. I mean, I think the next couple of decades in media should be very interesting. Um, and it's also going to separate the kiddies from the adults. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank Lala, you for your so time. much. I appreciate it. It has been fun. Yeah, man. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>